all we do is crush a lot. Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese, and as always, my right-hand man, Sir Loveday. Sir Loveday, how are you? I'm pretty, pretty darn good, man. Can't complain. How you doing? I'm good. This is take three. Take three of the <laughs> ODB episode, um, yeah. but I'm glad we're doing it. Um, so we're talking top five Old Dirty Bastard. If you don't know who the Old Dirty Bastard is, he is one of the founding members of the Wu-Tang Clan, along with RZA and Jizza. Um, he is for, at least for me, arguably, and I think you may agree with this, Sir Love Day, he's mm-hmm. the heart of the Wu-Tang. If Jizza was the head, absolutely, Dirty was the heart. And uh, Old Dirty yeah. Drop, um, classic album, Return to the 36 Chambers, um, and he followed that up with a n- Please, um, his two uh, two albums. Obviously, the first album was the landmark. The second one was a great follow up, um, and he is known for having a very unique style. It's raw, it's dirty, it's all over the place, but yet it's filled with soul, um, mis- mischief, uh, um, um, tons of sexuality, um, but a very honest and earnest um, MC who's not afraid to reveal um himself to the audience was really what made him endearing what were your thoughts on the odb uh, i thought the guy was amazing <laughs> he was uh, one of those characters that just captures you and what's brilliant about it is that it's not an affectation it's not created it wasn't manufactured it wasn't uh focus grouped or tested or put together to have this form it was a natural a result of just who he is, who he was, and it poured out from him, and it was great for all of us um, because it was something that we were missing and that we really needed, and some of us didn't realize how much we needed until he was gone, uh, but that was something that had been in hip-hop for a while that was gone, and so for me, that thing that stuck out about him, or one of those things, was the fact that he brought back that sense of levity that sense of awkwardness, that sense of just being able to actually have fun while making music that felt like it disappeared in the sort of gangster turn of hip-hop in the early 90s. And he kind of brought it back. Yeah, he was... And he allowed was, you to see that you could be tough and still be yourself. Yeah, he, he was a breath of fresh air for sure. And I think that he really balanced out the rest of the Wu-Tang Clan who were just lyrical uh, monsters. Um, he came in, it was just, a, you know... A charismatic showman. Everyone gives Method Man that kind of um, love, yeah. and rightfully so. But Dirty had the bigger hits. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Dirty, yeah, you true. know, if if Method Man's biggest jam was All I Need and the remix version with Diddy was the one that really kind of put him over, then you need mm-hmm. to argue that Mariah Carey remix Fantasy with Old Dirty was a bigger one. A, even bigger than oh, that yeah. one because of Mariah's appeal as well. So Mariah Carey, who was at the top of the game when Fantasy came out, um, right. has ODB there. Like that's a huge cosign in the pop world and the music world. On top of that, he had Ghetto Superstar with um, Praz and uh, Maya, uh, Clef and um, um, Jerry Wonder um, production, and that also was a huge jam was the only jam that prize made money off of but you know that's a different conversation <laughs> um and so it really 
you can argue that the biggest star in the Wu-Tang was the old Dirty um, because mm -hmm. he was universally beloved for how authentic and crazy and, and but yet humble he was. Uh, and I feel like superstardom really, really did a number on him because he wasn't equipped for it or really wanted yeah. it. And, um, and tragically, for those who don't know what happened to Old Dirty, he did pass away about 13 years ago. Um, it's a, his birthday recently passed, and um, yeah. he died from a drug overdose, um, cocaine overdose, found in the studio. Um, and Old Dirty suffered uh, or battled for years with drug abuse and alcoholism and probably mm -hmm. had a, an undiagnosed mental health issue um he definitely mm -hmm. talked about in his music in an interview um of being um paranoid and feeling people are going to kill him and get him and those are all signs of paranoid schizophrenia um yeah. and when you're in jail and you're not diagnosed or taking pills or anything like that we don't know if that's true if he wasn't uh, medicated or anything like that it just heightens those things um the culture in jail definitely doesn't help people who are mental yeah and mental health or in depression or anxiety and uh it really did contribute to uh dirty's um death unfortunately um how was the passing of old dirty for you when you were a young lad um, out there and, and experienced <laughs> that because i know we both love dirty and i'm sure we had that affection for him early on when we first um heard him oh yeah absolutely I was a big fan from day one and hearing that news i i thought that it had to be a joke i thought that somebody was out there trying to you know capitalize on you know, his larger than life status, his eccentricity, and trying to just take it to the utmost extreme and just get everybody riled up and then a frenzy about him. Um, you know, at the time, he had fairly recently gotten out of jail. And it's like, okay, he's reinventing, he's coming back. So they want to try and do something big. All right, you guys are funny. And when it turned out it wasn't true, I, I didn't know how to take it. I was very much confused and uh, lost and, you know, waiting for some answers because, you know, it wasn't uh, what we now associate uh, with the hip-hop deaths of, well, he was shot and killed in a, or apparently shot and killed when he was on the West Coast. Um, he was, uh, the first signs of the coroner's early reports were saying that it seemed like an apparent accidental overdose. And that's was so beyond what I would have ever thought, you know, in, in our community, you know, overdose was for, was for the, the dope fiends. That was for the Sherm heads. That was for people who were on heroin and who were on crack. Those, those are the people who, who had overdoses. You know, we didn't do Coke. We, we, what? That's for the rock stars. That's, that's some Mick Jagger thing. That's not for the rest of us. We we do blunts and alcohol. Nobody's ever dosed on, on weed before. And uh, this can't be. Uh, it definitely shook me and had me very much confused, made me question a little bit about what we were doing. Yeah, um, we for sure. I mean, when I um when I found out of Dirty's um passing, I was at a show in Poughkeepsie with my good friend, um, who also suffered from mental health 
issues for most of his life. Um, so we went to Poughkeepsie. Mm-hmm. We saw um, the Misfits show. Yes, I listened to things outside of hip hop, um, mm-hmm. early punk rock in particular. Um, and the lead singer of the Misfits, Jerry Only, did make that announcement, and it was very like taken back. Like, what? What's going on? This was right before smartphones really blew up, and you got information instantly from your um, phone. And uh, he shared a story about how him and ODB went bowling one night and just, you know, had fun and how fun and, and, and sweet um, ODB was. That's a kind of universal um, words that people use for Old Dirty. And I, when I went back home and it was confirmed, it was it was quite um, shocking and and. And quite honestly, hurtful because Old Dirty was. I was looking forward to this new album. I was, you know, waiting for it, and mm-hmm. you know, it was it's been long overdue. And he's back, and things are going to be right with the woo and 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 all that. And then it just didn't happen, and so it was sad on that. Um, one of the things, yeah. um, Sir Love Day, why I wanted to talk about Old Dirty and particularly his his passing is because. We also recently in the hip hop world had a young up and coming uh, talent um, MC, um, Little Peep, who also passed away at the age of 21. Meaning, also, now he's old, dirty, wasn't 21 when he passed away, but they both looked like they passed away from um, accidental overdose. Well, at least yeah. I hope it's accidental and not on purpose. Um, and he was found. Um, responsive in his tour bus within the tour bus obviously had a lot of uh, pills and Xanax and things like that and it looked like there was you know a mixing of stuff and he would became unresponsive now I'm not going to come here and talk about his music I'm not going to come here and critique or, or praise his music or anything like that I'm not that familiar mm-hmm. with it but I just when I heard about it I was deeply saddened that a young person of 21 is not here because of 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 that and for me who works someone who works with young people as a living and for has for many years it's just sad for me because i i just feel like um there's so many resources and people that care and 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 just as an empathetic person it, it was just really difficult for me to grasp the environment that he was in that would produce um his death and it it kind of brought me back to thinking about oh dirty and the team yeah. around him as well. Um, what was your thoughts on all of all of that going on with with Little Peep? Because I also know, you know, it's not our type of music, but we we're always right. excited to hear people put stuff out. Yeah, um, for me it was it was a little odd because the way I got it was through social media and watching social media. Unfortunately, that means that not everybody is approaching it from the same direction. So there was a lot of uh, fairly callous responses that I was seeing, uh, and and people, you know, sort of ridiculing um, and, and using his death to to point fingers at a, another rapper um, or some other artist and, and talk about the changes that they want to see in the music, which is cool. Talk about the changes, but it doesn't have to be from the position of uh, accusatory and insulting uh, language, and. There was, you know, very little about mental health, um, and for me that, that that bothered me that people were reacting in such a way when somebody just died, guys. Would be, let's actually take the time to be aware of what we're seeing and what's actually happening. We just lost a life, 
uh, from a drug overdose. Um, and there's nothing about that that we should be wasting our time uh, pointing certain fingers, um, particularly when we're not actually going to engage in the process of really getting to solve problems um, and actually talk about what leads to these things. And we know from our own experience in hip hop, you know, when we listen to, to even songs like, uh, we listen to Life's a Itch off of uh, Nas's first album. You can say bitch. And... <laughs> Life's a bitch. Thank say you. it. Life's a bitch. Um, even there, the chorus is telling you that, you know, here's why we are self-medicating. Okay. The, the AZ verse. Life's a bitch and then yes. you die. That's why we get high because you never know when you're going to go. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's throughout hip hop. Um, but yet we don't want to actually take the time to bother to try and really solve those problems and accept and respect each other enough to know that when someone comes to us and says, hey, I'm depressed. Um, I'm sad. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I haven't been able to do this. I don't feel like doing this to, to respect that's what's going on and to not give them uh, the, oh, man up. Oh, get over it. Oh, stop crying. Don't be a wuss. Be a, be a man. Uh, st- stop being so soft. We need to get out away from those habits and start actually respecting each other's mental health enough to allow people to be you know, full-rounded people and start breaking away from some of the stigmas that we have. And I recognize that a lot of this is also, you know, social as well, and that it's also affected by our economics. Um, you know, I'm going to drop a couple quick stats. Uh, you know, black and Latino folk, we are 20% uh, more likely to have extreme uh, mental health issues um, and three times more likely when we're living under the poverty line. Um, it's it's uh, three times more likely than our other, than our normal numbers <laughs> when we're below the poverty line uh, to have extreme issues. Um, and yet we are regularly undercared for. We pursue our own care at a lower level than anybody else. And we don't have access to the same care all the time. So we need to be a little bit more aggressive about taking care of ourselves and taking care of each other. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't about the overdose. It's about, mm-hmm. for me, is for old Dirty, when I, I've been around mental health and the issue of mental health for a long time. So there's a lot of things I know about it. Like I said, one of my best friends um, had mental health and he was, you know, I was there when he started showing signs and I was there when he had his full blown schizophrenic attack multiple times um, and paranoid schizophrenia. And um, so I know the signs, but I also know there's, I I also know there's, there's trigger points and high levels of stress that aren't, aren't dealt with that trigger this. And is, you know, there's some of it could be genetic and biological. There's no one can really tell you where it stems from um, per se or what the trigger is. Um, but we're all susceptible, susceptible to it, right? So, but what I do know is that, f- at least for me, I have a team around me that is really aware of me and and 
really make sure that I'm balanced and healthy. For the most part, you know me well to know I'm pretty mm -hmm. balanced and I, I and you know I don't sway one way and I don't sway the other way. Um, so I know how to handle with my stress. But not everybody's going to be capable of doing that, and that's okay. And for old dirty, whatever coping mechanism he had early on, it became a part of what he needed to get through the day and become old dirty bastard. But mm. none of the issues that triggered the coping were addressed. So mm. he kept sinking deeper and deeper into heavier drugs to cope with the pains that weren't going away. Right? So you can may start yeah. with weed and feel good, but it, eventually you're going to need something harder and push it. And and then that's where I feel ODB and Little Peep really got caught in that loop. Instead of examining where these feelings coming from or why you're feeling depressed, sometimes you don't know, and that's a legit thing. But yeah. um, really having a team around you to be aware of that and notice that and not perpetuate the coping mechanism that's unhealthy for you is what I feel both of them did not have. Um, I could be wrong. So I'm not saying that I wasn't there, mm -hmm. but it just looked that way. And, you know, I got to yeah, call yeah. out the woo on that. Hey, if you don't want to listen to the show, you want to be a guest on the show, that's good because I'm saying that. The woo dropped the ball on that. The mm -hmm. woo dropped the ball on that. He should have never came out of jail and started working on music. He should have got, came out, go to rehab, get his mind right. And then in a year and a two, when he's on his feet, lost some weight. He got he ballooned up yeah, and, and really worked on some of his vices, not taking a grip on him, then released music. But I don't think he knew how to be old dirty without all that stuff. And I think did you see that documentary of he was working on that album? Um the third album. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. There was a scene where like um he's uh Pharrell him and Pharrell are working on the song for the Neptune um compilation and Old Dirty really wasn't there to write he was there to be all dirty and they wanted him to be all dirty but pharrell had he was telling Pharrell, yo i need you to tell me what to do right. like he was like really lost and didn't know how to be all dirty mm -hmm. and pharrell had to come in and be like you know do this do this and then you know he did his performance stuff i love the song but i could tell then that he really couldn't be all dirty without right. all the stuff so you know that's something to think about with with little peep, I think he just didn't have the team around him, and so someone so so young, and from what I read, keep reading, he's just a wonderful dude. Um, it was it, it was tragic to hear, and I think mental health is a serious thing. I know it is for I know it is for the people around me, um, but even for myself, who's well balanced, I this is the first year that I can say that I've battled with some level of depression and some level of right. anxiety. And I could tell what it's done to my body and my and my relationships with people, and and mm -hmm. it's the first time I've done it. But I'm aware of it, and I and I, I address it by doing this show. So thank you for everyone listening. Thank you, Sir Sir Love Day, and everyone who's been a part Absolutely. of the show. It's been my outlet and being creative. So the Crush Lock team is really here to just start the discussion. If you, if you're not into what we're talking about, you don't like our opinion, we hear you. We want you to come on the show, Crush a Lot Podcast at Gmail dot com or Insta, um, Instagram, uh, Crush a Lot Cheese on Twitter, Sir Love day everywhere you're welcome to come mm -hmm. to our show but mostly we want people to know to know you're not alone 
Um, we, me and Sir Love, they do this for a living. We talk and we help young people um, mm -hmm. get through certain points of their lives so we could all enjoy the beauty of life. Um, so you yeah. can definitely reach out to us and for a laugh or a talk or just resources. We're there for you. Um, and we mean that. We just, we're not saying that to say we really do, we really do uh, mean that and we're sincere about that. Um, so we want people to really build your team around you and make sure the team around you is helping you build the capacity to cope, um, and to, and, and to succeed and kick mental health ass and, and, and everyone's capable of doing it. And it might be uh, long roads for some people, but we really believe you could do it. So I hope this podcast brings you to a point, um, where you could really, uh, you know, help with growing and healing, um, and if you're not into the direction we're going to with this episode, we are going to go into our top five. But this is the direction we're going to go into in 2018. Yeah. We're going to do our list. But we want to be really critical and really examine our uh, hip-hop culture community because there's some beautiful things about it, hence why we do the show. But there's some things we need to be honest about. And mental health That's and right. drug use, we're not here to shame no one, but we need to talk about it and we need to really address it. And we yeah. want you to tell your stories and make your music, uh, but we want you to be healthy and here for a long time. And um, and that means we need to talk about it. So saying that, um, we're going to take a mini and, break. Uh, Go ahead, Sir Love. Before we do, I uh, just want to throw out there for anyone listening. Listen, if you don't want to jump on that email, want to hit some professionals, you want to get some help, anytime, 888-638-1345. Uh, Mental health specialists, they can help you find people nearby. They they work across the country. They can help you find locations near you. Uh, they can help you find, kind of talk you through some things you're going through, help you find some people that you can actually talk to on a regular basis. That's 888-638-1345. You can always hit us up. You know, we're here for people as well. All right, good shout out. We'll put that in the link. Um, so check that out. But let's get into ODB. Um, I'm going to play something, though. Some classic stuff. I'm not going to tell you what it is, Sir Love Day. I'm just going to play it. <laughs> All right, I'm um, ready. Here we go. Yo, I got my man ODB, old dirty bastard in the house, representing Brooklyn Zoo. What's up, baby? Drunk as hell. That's what's up. That's what's up? So, oh, do the fact you so fucked up. You're going to kick a freestyle for me later on, son? Right now, nigga. Okay, hit the freestyle. That what you want. Nigga wanna come and then they wanna run. I'm the A-son. News the professor. Be the analyzer. Who make the rest of. Never say he didn't freak you a pervert. Baby, baby. I love the flirt. Never get some bitch aboard. Damn, when the man and the woman, they could never leave town. Hold on my back. Like I'm a call today, son. Get up my ball. Back to question. Hit your answer. Who's the B-Box? I'm an adventure. I rock on and on and on and the bed break of a dawn and everybody wanna be somebody. Put your hands, play them in the body. Drink the corner. <laughs> Let me be who I wanna be. Real, true, and dead. Everybody wanna. Nah, this is fucking hell. I ain't trying to fuck the fuck out. Wow. You remember that clip? Sure love day. You're in the building, sir love day. I'm here. I'm here. So lost you there for a second. Yeah. Uh, you were so you were so uh, hypnotized by the freestyle that we lost you. Uh, have you heard that clip before? 
Yes, of course. Of yeah, course. this classic old dirty. To being a kid, man. Yeah, yo. So if you, that's an idea of what ODB is, and uh, we're gonna do our top five right now. Top five. Old Dirty Bastard, ODB, A Son Unique, uh, Big Baby Jesus, Dirt McGirt, <laughs> uh, the wonderful Russell Jones. Um, let's go right into your number five, top five ODB. What you got? Number five coming in strong. Shame on the no. Man, this record right here. So, of course, we all know the legendary Wu-Tang. Uh, album that just set it off and this particular record the introduction to ODB uh, it was that moment where I just kind of had to be like man this guy this guy is is insane uh, he's special he's different and I need to figure out what in the world's going on to understand him and, and try and focus on this guy if something about this song and ODB it just felt like it was an ODB song, no matter how many people rapped on it, no matter how many bars he actually ended up spitting. To me, this is the ODB record. Uh, the chorus is classic. It's become, you know, a phrase just in hip hop in general that we've used all over the place, quoted and requoted uh, all over the place. But man, this song just sticks out from the beat uh, to the chorus to everything about it. It just sticks for me. It, it's the must-be and must-have in all my ODB playlists. And anytime I listen to Wu-Tang and I hear this, this is the song that makes me go, oh, man, I need, I got to throw some, some ODB records. I got I to gotta go to one of my ODB playlists and, and pull out some of those old Return to the 36 Chambers joints because this, this right here is heat. That's why Shimmy should be, excuse me, that's why Shame on No. Yeah, shame number shame on a n- was the the first song where you were introduced to Old Dirty, um, yeah. and it came in and it just you follow bring bring the ruckus with mm-hmm. shame on a n- on the Wu Tang Thirty Six album, classic landmark album, probably top five of all time, depending on who you talk yeah. to, and you have yourself a superstar right there um that's a great number five i'm gonna go with my number five it's not on any of those uh albums um it's mm-hmm. on, a, on a soundtrack i would love to tell you which one it is but you know what it's not it's a, not in my head a lot of podcasts like to write and plan their shit i don't we just yeah. we wing it what topic we're just doing go. and we just go uh, so all the information we give you is what we have in our heads so respect the game but i had to go with diesel uh diesel is um one of these songs that old dirty is not trying to wow you with how chaotic he could be but wow you with how hyper intelligent he is and he's really going in lyrically to be on par with the rest of the clan which he always was but because he's such a entertainer he has so many different uh styles that you you lose the fact that he could go so in this one, he decides to just go. And he's really talking about mathematics, wisdom, spiritual stuff in this verse. And the song is structured in a world that's not your typical structure. It's not like a verse, a chorus, a verse, a chorus, or in some time, Wu-Tang case, every, every MC gets a few bars, no chorus. Th- this one is really back and forth. It's like mm-hmm. you got dirty, 
then Ray, then back to Dirty, then Riza, then You God, then back to Riza, and then Method Man's here. It's like there's no real um, pattern to it, and I love it. It's like here's a microphone, here's a beat. Yo, you got some rhymes to kick, kick it. And then, oh, and then someone else comes in. They're hot tagging each other as they go back and forth. And I just love that track for what Dirty brings to it. And he's in the beginning of the song, in the middle of the song. But he just comes in with some great wordplay, some fun. And he's going fast. Um, so, But it's it's a really strong lyrical uh, display of what Dirty could do when he's really focused and wants to like say, yeah, I could do more than just... Uh, entertain you I can really make you think as well um, so Diesel my number 5 ODB where are you with your number 4 uh, my number 4 I'm jumping straight on over to the great Returns of 36 Chambers it's one of my records right here the beat the chorus everything about it is just amazing it's funky it's menacing it's shimmy shimmy y'all funky is a good word yes uh, it's so entertaining. It's such a great song. It's one of those songs that you can actually kind of have some fun with while still being dangerous, uh, which is one of those great qualities that Wu-Tang always had. And that Dirty in particular just excelled at. Uh, it's a real short song. Um, you know, less than three minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, man, is it dope. Uh, everything about it from just the structure... To the way he rhymes uh, he, he has some bars man the boy actually had some really fun verses on this one uh, and it sticks out to me every single time and it's it's that record that I would usually use when I was trying to put people on who kind of ignored Dirty who were, who were too focused on on Meth and and Jizza uh, or, or Ray or Chef uh, um, or Ghost I should say uh, when they were too focused on the others, I tried to get them to see the dirty deserves some attention. I usually throw this on first, and it would kind of pull them in and get them uh, focused on ODB a little bit more. And then I seal the deal with another record that's coming a little later on the list. But this is my song number four, Shimmy Shimmy Y'all. Yeah, Shimmy Shimmy Y'all probably for a lot of people they're number ones, and rightfully so. Uh, it is that is the concert goer is the iconic dirty song. It's a hundred percent dirty, and 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 my is just using one piano note. He's not really doing nothing mm-hmm. more, but it's still an iconic piano note. Um, and there's two versions to Shimmy Shimmy Yaw, the one you get on his album, Return to the 36th Chamber, the dirty version. And then the single version, I believe it's on the European single, you have it where um, the reversed verse that's on the original is actually played forward. Um, so if you want to know what he actually says, get that version, a European single version mm-hmm. of Shimmy Shimmy Y'all, you get to know that. But I don't listen to that one because I didn't care. Um, I, <laughs> I like the original. Um, that's a great number four. That's the beat in the background, folks. Um, another RZA uh, production. I'm going to go right into my uh, number four. And it's not, once again, it's not on the on the Dirty album. This is lets you know how big of uh star dirty was he's it was in high demand and uh mm. i think this this pairing this 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 collaboration is is a perfect um it's perfect because he he jumped on a track with the alcoholics alcoholics mm-hmm. is an mm-hmm. outfit from yeah. the west coast that's tash um i don't know who else 
I don't care to know who else. <laughs> um, uh, to be honest, um, I do like the alcoholics, but um, not enough to know them like that. Um, but I know Dirty was on their Bar Tab album. Um, the song is called Hip Hop Drunkies. Um, if your group is called the Alcoholics, you're gonna need the the, the drunken master himself, Old Dirty. Um, one, the beat is so creative. Um, and so unique it's it's ice cubes falling in a cup yeah. in a glass cup and you hear the pouring in the piano and it has a, this western vibe to it and you hear it's just it's just it's just this brilliant song by E. Swift um, that he produced and then you have Old Dirty starts the song my name is Old Dirty Bastard and I'm an alcoholic and then he goes into mm-hmm. his typical singing, outrageous thing. But he goes yeah. also, just like Diesel, my number five. He's not here to like wow you with his crazy antics. He's here to lyrically destroy you. And mm-hmm. he comes in, embodies the track, embodies the entire Alcoholics crew. Yeah. He was not playing. And um, he goes back to his mathematics. He goes back to his wisdom. He goes back to um, theory and, and, and intelligent rhyming. This is, don't sleep on how smart Dirty was. He's around the jizz and the rizzo all day. You know, they're they're an intelligent group. So he comes at and he still adds flair. He still has dirty stuff. He still does his antics. But this is a very focused, dirty. And I love this version of Dirty. And so I needed to put it on my list. The track is fantastic. The The production is so creative. And Dirty on it with the alcoholics is such a great, appropriate um, collaboration. And Dirty was straight on his assassin shit. Um, so that's my number four. Hip Hop Drunkies off the Alcoholics album, Bar Tab. Definitely, definitely you need to hear this song. You'll like the beat, you'll like Dirty, and I think you're going to walk away like wanting to hear more from the alcoholics. So that's my number four, um, Hip Hop Drunkies. Where are you? Number three, Sir Love Day. All right, so for number three, to understand number three, you kind of have to put yourself in a mindset of early 90s, how we used to listen to hip hop. So we didn't have uh, MP3 layers. Uh, and a lot of us were using cassettes. So the way the cassettes would work, uh, <laughs> what you would do, the most popular classic button for a real hip-hop head is that good old rewind button. Sometimes if the album is really good, that means you can just let it rock, you don't touch your rewind. But on the albums that were so good, that not only did you let it run all the way through, but sometimes you just kept pulling back to a certain section. And for me, hearing Shimmy Shimmy Ah, I found myself holding that back. I need to hear that again, hear that again. But the way the album lined up was right after Shimmy Shimmy Ah, it just kind of bled into my number three, which is Baby Come On. And when you hit Baby Come On, uh, something about this song just really worked for me. I think, you know, it's that classic. Uh, expectation or look for me when I love to have those just moments for an MC to just rhyme where it doesn't necessarily have to be about uh, one thing or another uh, The one of the old school definitions of a freestyle where it was just you know basically a free form rhyme that's not necessarily off the top of the head 
but that that sort of old school definition of just man you're just doing it from whatever direction it's not a particular story it's necessarily about this about that um but you're just gonna go ahead and do your thing um and he just he just rocks and that's not exactly some 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 soft rhymes on here either he's he's going for it uh same when you talk about he came here to eat some heads i was sitting there like man this boy for all of the antics that we like about him and all of the jumping up and down and the, the songs and the sing-songy style boy got some bars <laughs> he got some skills and it was that little extra bit of respect and appreciation for dirty uh we're early in the album and again the way the music was consumed right after this another record just kind of hits you again which just it's got kind of wrong but at the time this one was like this is that section of me rewinding and i would hit these first couple of tracks of the album over and over again uh and then of course continue doing listen to the whole album and then flip the tape and flip it back and do it again uh but for me number three is always gonna be baby come on yeah baby come on is one of my favorite rizza beats in that album um once again it, it's it's chaotic but then it, he turns uh part way through the the track he just focuses on the on this um on this bass line um mm-hmm. and it's just i just love the way he switches it switches switches it up for dirty yeah. to just play around with crazy um odb antics it's a great song a great follow-up to shimmy shimmy y'all not only for your list but for the album i'm gonna go right into my uh, number three and you i know you, people might be thinking you don't got no return to 36 chamber dirty version song of course i do <laughs> but dirty had i'm just trying to showcase that dirty had some great songs out there as well that weren't on on these albums that wasn't on 36 mm-hmm. uh return to 36 or n- please um so this one's on a sons of man's album it's a wyclef produced track it's um, Sons of Man and um, ODB in the name, and they and they use uh, the samples from um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So it's this is Shining Star, um, and Shining Star. Mm. Uh, it's just a fun song because it's yeah. a it's a legit pop song. It's like a Sons of Man pop song, but because it's, they're using Earth, Wind, and Fire and the soul, and the, you know, and soul stuff, um, it blends into the catalog quite well. But Old Dirty, once again, is not here playing around with you sucker MCs. He's just not doing mm-hmm. it. He's going in and he's showing, he just has his way of like, on his album, he's going to be all dirty. But when he's on other people's stuff, he's really trying to out lyrically kill you guys. And he goes on mm-hmm. this track where you have Killer, uh, Killer Priest, 60 Second of Santa, Hellraiser, all in their own right fantastic MCs especially Killer Priest oh he could have been another member of the Wu and I would have been happy um but he came in and I'm <laughs> gonna do body all of use over arguably at that time Wyclef the biggest hip-hop pop producer at that time and mm-hmm. they got him on the track with Jerry Wonder and he just goes in like just talking about intelligent once again intelligent just a spiritual wisdom body type stuff and it 
it's work. It's a fun record. The bass line is sick. Um, it's one of those songs that no, a lot of people, even in the hardcore Wu crew, don't really talk about that much. And they should. It's a fun track. Mm-hmm. Put it on in a party. Uh, and it's just good, good music. It's one of those songs in, in the entire Wu catalog, the entire Wu Affiliates catalog that I feel is the most radio friendly song. But it's still a brilliant Wu Tang type song and ODB was masterful in it mm, and just it. was absolutely genius and I'm saying that because Killer Priest is one of my favorite lyricists period <laughs> and if he's up there bodying Killer Priest then yeah. that's a big deal for me I love the homage the homage to um Jizza's I Got You Back in the in the in the song. They have the horns playing mm-hmm. the same way they have it in uh when I got um I got you back off the liquid yeah. uh, swords album. I love that little wordplay. Uh man, I, I this made me want a Wyclef Jerry Wonder produced old dirty album. I just feel <laughs> like they I feel like this was a better producer for him because they play a lot of their stuff versus Neptunes and Pharrell. Um, that's just my thought. Um, so number three, Shining Star off the uh, the Last Shall Be First album, I want to say, is uh, from Sons of Man. You can look it up on iTunes, Spotify. I recommend that you do. The beat's playing in the background. It's just such a dope track. That's my number three. Oh, did, did I surprise you with that one? A little bit, yeah. It's a great song. That back there. No, I think cause people don't forget about song. it. It's people forget about it, um, because it's hard. Oh, Sons of Man, people sleep on it. It's not a bigger, um, mainstream type song, but I think people should listen yeah. to it. And it's, it's it's very catchy. Um, where are you with your? I guess we're we're up to number two. To number two. Oh my All god, right. this went by quick. All right, number two. <laughs> my number two uh, starts beautifully. It's one of my favorite verses. It 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 captures. ODB for me um, in a great way in a nice full verse uh, a lot of the other verses you know that you love from ODB that for me that stick out for ODB feel kind of short this one feels a little bit more full even though it's really not that long but it feels full and the way it ends is classic the way it begins is classic you start with with Method Man asking my people are you with me where you at Front in the you back. already hear ODB in there you know, rearing his voice up, getting ready. <laughs> He's in the background of enough talking with his oh, and then he just jumps <laughs> right into it. <laughs> yeah, tight flow. Jack Cousteau can never get this flow. And just incredible stuff from from ODB from the start to finish on this verse. It's a part of what I've always loved about uh, mystery chess boxing. Uh, not, not, not to discredit, you know, the fact that this is, you know, probably the one of the, one of the few places where I was like, like, "You God, that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that." It's, the, it's <laughs> the only master master uh, killer verse on the album too, and it's probably his best yes, verse of all is. time. Right, <laughs> um, but man, that right there, the boy just oh, he ate it. He crushed it. You know, ODB came in and and destroyed it from start to finish. Did his thing. Uh, classic ODB style. You know, there's 
this particular verse took me so long to actually figure out you know i learned the verse before i actually learned the verse um you know because of odb style you'll learn it or you think you learned it um but because of the way he's you know kind of pronouncing and singing some of the lyrics you think he's saying one thing when he's actually saying something different and you kind of learn the first part and then you got to actually go and learn what each and actual word was and as you learn those you realize oh wait that was a a really good line now that was really well done oh they they come to you the hip-hop to buy your groceries Uh, ah this ah, i see what he did there to the hip-hop store to buy okay good job man that guy's that guy's good that was good stuff and you slowly learn to appreciate his verses more and more this is one of those it was just fire for me not to mention that incredible and uh, the the greatest introduction Ghostface Killer probably has ever had on the record. Yeah, he samples uh, that a bunch of OBG. times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a that's a great pick. That's Mr. Chess Boxing. I mean, what more can you say? And all you're right, Old Dirty definitely crushed it. And he, I think the word you were uh, looking for, he fluctuates so much in yeah, his verses yeah. he, ah, he, he, ah, he like there's so much texture and things going on in the way he delivers his voice that it just makes it uh, a, a listening experience where you have to hear it a bunch of times and even then you may know the words but you don't know and mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to describe it I'm gonna go right to my number two 36 uh, return to 36 I'm gonna go to the classic album now so here it is mm, here it is nice. people waiting for it alright so I, I did my diesel I did my hip hop drunkies I did my <laughs> um, shining star um, I'm gonna go with uh, man this song is, uh, is 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 great because it's dirty and jizza going back and forth on the same rhyme and um, once again, fluctuations. He's all he's he's concentrated, but he's he, he has this special. Like him and Riz are very special, but with him and Jizza, Jizza challenges him in a way where like Dirty needs to keep up to Jizza, and he totally does. And I actually think that Jizza, the Jizza, could learn things from Dirty, like fluctuating in different cadences and things like that, because Jizza's notoriously one-dimensional in terms of the way he delivers but dirty's um speed and and ferociousness is something that jizza also picked up here and i just love that and i want that more from the jizza but dirty and him together on this track damaged um it's fantastic um let me play that real quick um and the beginning of that song is great because you have the kids uh, i would imagine young db and um and justice uh just saying their names the genius um i'm playing there right now and then it just picks up and they just go right into it i grab the mic uh and it's just a special special song and it's one of those odb songs that i think it's a staple in the wu-tang catalog everybody every wu head knows this verse um he's guilty of freestyling this verse it comes up again it's used twice in the album this verse mm. um, Damage And then later on um, He does the same right. verse But with Ghostface um, right. So It's iconic Old Dirty I think it's a, one of the Main songs That they wrap the album around So Damage uh, With the Jizza Great Rizza beat My number two Where are you with Fire Your number One Top five Old Dirty Bastard Sir Love Day all right, so 
Minor One is for me the record that I will always go back to. The record that must always get played anytime I'm really rocking with ODB. Uh, it was the record that that made me go. I mean, although I was definitely gonna buy the album anyway, it was that record that was like, "Come on, how it's cemented can you it. not buy this album? What are you crazy? We would punch everybody in the face. It wasn't all radically gonna get it." Uh, Brooklyn Zoo, man. Just you know, I always love those those records where guys just rhyming. I love just good old classic. Give me a beat and give me that mic, and I'm gonna just go and I'm gonna put this thing right where it needs to be. And that's precisely what he does. Doesn't bother with um. I'm gonna try and do some 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 nice setup. I'm gonna do a verse, then a hook, then a verse, then a hook, then a bridge. Nope. I'm gonna just flow. I'm gonna just get stupid on y'all. And these rhymes are incredible. He he still delivers, you know, his same style. You know, he still, you know, fluctuates and plays with the intonation of his voice. He's still gonna do that. He still takes his time with how he stretches the pronunciation of words. He's still gonna do that. But man, was he rhyming. The man was was putting it down and. And putting together structures that that just didn't make sense. That when you look back at it, you know, if just based on what he was doing, if some other rapper were to do that particular thing, you would say that was lazy. You know, are you are you really just going to say who couldn't figure? Yo, bye. No, who couldn't? Fi-? Are you really just going to repeat a line over and over again for ODB? It worked perfectly. Uh, he could fit it in right at the exact time. And it worked, and it was wonderful. Uh, it's an incredible song. It's stuck in my brain forever. The video is stuck in my brain forever. It's it's cemented uh, ODB for me in my mind. It was like, look, if you thought he was a fluke, if you thought he was just this funny, you know, guy who was a weirdo, it's like, no. Listen to Brooklyn Zoo. You don't even gotta check the album yet. Just look at Brooklyn Zoo, and you know this guy is the real deal. He's here to stay. He's important. You got to check this cat out. That's, that's a, my number one pick. That's a great pick, and of course, I'm from Brooklyn, so I'm not gonna go against that. And that's one of the lead, one of the main singles from that album. That and Shimmy Shimmy Yar, and both of those are Shimmy just, you know, in the pantheon of hip hop, are some of the greatest one-two punches in hip hop. And a lot of people <laughs> don't even have that. Um, this is not a RZA beat, though. This is no. a true master beat. Um, so mm-hmm. and it's a great, great, great beat. That's an excellent number one. If you had Shimmy Shimmy on, I hear you. If you had Brook and Zoo, I'm not mad at you either. That's a, a great uh, number one. But you know me, I like my deeper cuts. Of course, you know. Of course. That's not. I'm not knocking these songs. I love them. They're iconic. But I, I when I when I listen to music, especially people who have multiple. Uh, albums for I really listen to it and I really get connected to some of their deeper stuff and for me Dirty had uh, for me what I describe as the best example what Dirty is at his height the absurdity the gall the honestness the creativeness the entertainment Mm -hmm. factor and I couldn't stop laughing I never how many songs in hip hop do you laugh to you laugh to (laughs) and you just find like this is absurd and this I can't think of and if 
of many and if i do most of them are from dirty it's like this is just storytelling at its finest um and grittiness and vulgarity at its finest um and the intro is fantastic i'm gonna I'm play the intro too it's uh mm -hmm. it's two females old dirty the old dirty's passing by a girl is like yo look at that guy he's so cute and she's like yo that bummy guy that bummy mm -hmm. guy dirty yeah but look at his disposition and she and she's like what do you look like you wear glasses and it was just like this intro to the song and he's humming in the background mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like he knows he's the shit and mm -hmm. uh so don't you know part one is my number one odb song it's absurd it's comical it's hilarious and he goes in there and then he talks about he's rhyming about being in school he's being late he gets to class um and uh the teacher's talking about sex and he's mm -hmm. like what and then she's like you know i'd rather show you than tell you and then the teacher ended up giving fellatio to to dirty and you know and the whole time he's like macking it to girls it's like this obscene vulgar storytelling and it's and it's wonderful it's, it just really mm -hmm. is and and you know this is not helping me when i die and i have to look at jesus in the face and be like yeah i like dirty what you want me to do what you want me to do I, it's one of these things that is like we need to laugh more we need to not take this thing so seriously and get insulted and yeah. Dirty comes in and just gave me a wonderful laugh out loud experience behind a menacing beat. This is like also mm -hmm. if you just hear the beat, if you hear the beat in the backdrop, there's no way that you could tell that this is a comical song whatsoever. It's it's right. it's it's a, a menacing RZA beat that if you put Raekwon on Ghost on it, they're gonna murder it. But he comes yeah. in and I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna make you laugh. I'm gonna like, yo, yo. When the, and I'm like, this is this is brilliant. This is absolute. <laughs> this is someone who's not afraid to put his heart and soul and his awkwardness and his weirdness in the front of his music. And for that, he is sorely missed. And that's my number one. Don't you know? Off the Return to the Thirty Six album, uh, Dirty Virgin. That's my number one. Nice. Um, that's our top five ODB. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud. We appreciate people leaving comments on our um, Apple Podcasts. It helps us get to a different uh, or bigger audience. You know what? I gotta play a different song. Let's play, let's play yeah. some. Um, let's play some recommendations. <laughs> Yeah, and if you don't have uh, iTunes, you can find us on Zoom. If you look at it really <laughs> hard, uh, if you have Twitter, you can tweet at us, and we will uh, throw uh, episodes at you on paper planes. Um, yep. Or we'll send pigeon if you know, carriers. Flip birds. Yeah, we see you had to say what's up, Brooklyn. Um, and shout out to all the <laughs> listeners that have been listening. Um, we really do appreciate people. We're out there listening to the show and just commenting on the threads um, and, and just sharing it. Um, this is your show. Come on the show. If you want a list um, that you want us to tackle in 2018, we're more than happy. We're building that right now. So you're welcome right. to do that. Um, it's never too late to get on the show. Um, we can always edit it in or whatever it is live. Um, and, you know, if you want a T-shirt, let us know. Um, new stock is coming in soon. We, we This is our fourth batch 
that we ordered and is sent out. We appreciate everybody's love. Listen, mental mental health is a real, real thing, and it's out there. Let's not joke about it. Uh, let's have a discussion about it. If you know someone who is suffering from anxiety, depression, please be the olive branch to get them the help that they need. And sometimes that might be kicking and screaming, but let's do that. And, and treat everybody yeah. with empathy and with love. We really need it in this time of uh in, in this moment in the world so that's from us and sir love day we're gonna leave the um number in the in the bio in the link um for anyone yeah. who needs uh to talk to someone and get some resources so uh crush a lot podcast i'm your cheese sir love day as always yes sir see you soon peace peace